0: To die, choose one. It's on the scape, but I don't know where the fuck of head up and down, right and left, life with death. I see myself in the mist of smoke. That's because any nigga that takes me for a joke, we hit a five dollar stick. Oh, baby, baby, baby. No one is taking Friday and chin check for a joke Because you know how we get down Alright, so as we do every Friday people We take a look at the Sunday NFL games And we look at the news Right, there's a few things to look at this week And then we check out the weigh-ins Oh, and there was a little drama in this week's weigh-ins, people So, uh, yeah, let us get things started, right? Okay, people, so, we are now into week 8 of the NFL And, um yeah, we got some interesting games this week, we've got a few games that just seem a bit no-brainers, you know what I mean, Um, like the Chiefs at the Jets, like, I don't even know if who would go with the Jets in this game, it's straight up Chiefs, you know what I mean, oh man, and if the Jets did win that, God damn, that would be the upset of the season right now, I kinda feel right, um, so we got Green Bay against Minnesota, yeah, I you know it's min it's Green Bay, fuck, I nearly said Minnesota, no, no 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 no, no, it is um, yeah, definitely green bay in this one i mean yeah especially after last week's maulings by the falcons you know you i, I just man i don't see much good shit coming out of uh, you know minnesota right now um the bengal's are playing the titans and yeah, at times the Bengals do show a little something, right? You know, they they they've been close a few times. Like last week against the Browns, that was, whew, a field goal difference, you know. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't really see them beating the um, the Titans. You know, the Titans are five and one. It'd be a uh, surprise if they lost that Uh, We then have mm, The Lions against the Colts You know what, with this game I kind of feel the Lions Right, I know the Colts are 4-2 You know, and the Lions are 3-3 But, you know, the Lions got a, a good win against the um the falcons a couple weeks back you know they beat the jaguars yeah i mean i just think the yeah i think the lions are on a bit of a roll so i think hey that's the lions to uh, you know I mean, to take now this is a game that i think is interesting the ravens against the steelers <sighs> Ravens against the Steelers Now the Steelers, hey, they they did get a little bit shaky last week Hey, you know what I mean? That did happen But, man, you know what I mean? We saw the Chiefs just kind of handle the Ravens a little bit I I Yeah, I just don't see them beating the Steelers You know what I mean? I'm Pittsburgh all day, son it's Pittsburgh, baby. <laughs> um Ooh, the Bills Patriots. Huh Well, the Patriots have been um Ooh They've been a little dreadful. <laughs> they've been a little dreadful <laughs> Now I, I I believe they have had COVID issues, right? But um yeah, that's on them. Like, set up a fucking bubbles. That's what you need to do. Get your first team and just stash them away. Because, uh, yeah, it ain't going to go well unless you do some shit like that. So, yes, yeah, Bills. Buffalo <laughs> are going to keep the, uh, you know, the bad times coming on those Patriots. So... The Dolphins are going up against the Rams, right? And um, the Dolphins, whew, they put a beating on the Jets last week. But it is the Jets. <laughs> it is the Jets. And the Rams. You know, what I mean? the Rams. Hey, they butted the fuck out of the Bears. You know, so. I look at this like this. I look at this like this. That was bad English, right? But, um, hey, who's going to win? A Ram or a Dolphin? I feel a Ram's going to fuck a Dolphin up. So, uh, yeah, let's go Los Angeles, baby. Uh, so then we've got Cleveland against Vegas. Ooh. Cleveland against Vegas. I mean, Vegas. They yeah they they got fucked up by Tampa for real. And I do think they were a little lucky against the Chiefs. But you know what I mean. They, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean Vegas, like. Yeah, I some games have been closer than what they look, right? Some games have definitely been closer than they look. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's say Browns. You know what I mean? Cleveland continued their little um good form joint. Now, a game which is You know, or I think when you look at it, they're both in the same situation, okay? Denver and the Chargers. They're both two and four. I would say this though. Like the Chargers, they have been super unlucky in a lot of games. Just crazy unlucky. Right? And you know, the Broncos got fucked up by the Chiefs last week. I think, yeah, the, the Chargers, you know, they got the good win against Jacksonville. I'm saying the Chargers, you know what I mean? I think the Chargers, because they're a better team than their bullshit record. That's what I think, baby. So, um, you know. Chicago against New Orleans. Ooh. What do we think is going to happen here? Now, New Orleans pulled off a couple of close wins in their last two games. You know, real close. Actually, <laughs> I mean, hey, most of their games this year, Season have been close You know Yeah I think most, most of the games have been crazy close So yeah Now the Bears on the flip They've been some tight shit I mean other than the Rams They've been in some tight shit For real But Yeah, fuck it, I'm saying New Orleans Yeah, New Orleans for the win Oh, now we're getting some interesting shit coming, right? So, Eagles-Cowboys Eagles-Cowboys Both are kind of (laughs) rubbish Both are definitely kind of rubbish I don't even, like, ugh, I don't like either team, both are pretty trash, and let's be fair, it's not even prejudice, both have been playing pretty poorly, hmm, it's not really a great Monday night game. Although there is that rivalry and all of that, so is the game itself probably will be better than the records and the form permit. Ugh, let's say a draw, because yeah. Who cares? Who fucking cares? Uh let's get back to Sunday because I missed a game. All right, Seattle against San Francisco. Hmm. Now San Fran, they've they, you know they've not been playing badly. They had a real good win last week. Man, they kicked the fuck out of the Patriots. Um. Ooh. I don't even know, because, you know, they had a good game against, well, it was a close game against the Rams, but they got fucked up by the Dolphins, you know, which kind of makes you think that, yeah, they ain't going to have any love from the Seahawks, you know what I mean, if you get handled by the Dolphins, I mean, the Seahawks going to fuck you up, so, yeah, let's say Seattle for the win, there, and then people, our Tuesday night game, it's Tampa against the Giants, and, whoo, Giants, yeah, they're another of our trash-ass teams this year, so, uh, yeah, we got to say Tampa Bay all day, you know, that's what we're saying, people, that's what we're saying, so, uh, yeah, there you go. That's what I think is going to happen. Um, our standout games of the week. Hmm. Standout games of the week. Okay, so Raven Steelers for sure. Um. I don't know. Browns Raiders. Browns Raiders, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think they're gonna be the real good games. I think a lot of the other ones we're gonna see some blowouts or just not or just some ones that just aren't really close. So yeah, they're my uh, they're my games of the week. People, there you go. <sighs> Roll on Sunday, baby. Roll on Sunday. Okay so in Victor 43 which takes place on the 20th of November which is a Friday people and is the last card of the year for the uh, organization well the card is uh yeah it's starting to fill out all right so we already know that we are getting two title fights that night, which um, yeah is gonna be pretty goddamn fun, right? So we have a a strawweight title, which is the co-main event. Uh we've got Emily Ducot against Montserrat Ruiz, and. and- Man, that's fun. Like Ducot Hey, we've seen her, you know what I mean, pull out some really good wins of late. She's nine and six. And Ruiz, whoo! She came back with a bang. Man, that was what? I think that was Invicta 41. I think that was Invicta 41. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she got a great win that night. So um, that is definitely a, a valid title fight. And oh, it's going to be fun. And then in the main event, we have got Pearl Gonzalez, the Chi Town Princess, against cold blooded Aaron Blanchfield. Oh man! So Gonzalez is ten and five, and Blanchfield is six and one. Ooh, this is that's a great main event, you know. That's a great main event, man. Like Pearl came close, um, a few, man, a few events back. I forget which number. I mean, it was like thirty eight something like that, um. So, yeah, look, she's definitely warranted the shot. And Blanchfield has just been a beast. So, hey, those two fights just on their own. That makes a card. But, uh, yeah, we've, we're have we getting more people. We're getting more. So, uh, we get to see Stephanie Gelmacher. She is, um, yeah. The cold hold fast is coming back. She will be fighting Trisha Sierra. So um, look, everyone knows Cole Blacker is uh, you know, she's pretty damn good. Four and one right now, um, but we haven't seen her since last year. She's been out for a minute. Now Sierra, she might be four and three, but she's coming off free back to back wins, you know, and she lasts full in July. So she understands what the current situation is. So yeah, that's an interesting one. We are also getting um Juliana King. Sorry, Juliana Miller. God damn. um, And she is fighting Kendall Hallowell. So Miller is 1 0. And, oh, and Hallowell will be making her debut. So that's, you know, I mean, that's a pretty well matched fight. You know, it's going to be in the strawweight division. Um, And we're also getting Courtney King. She's gonna be uh, throwing down, but we don't know against who yet. So, King is four and one, you know, a featherweight. Uh, so, yeah, some good additions to the card, people. Some good additions to the card. God damn, I cannot wait. Cannot wait. So, I'm hoping to try and get some interviews. You know, to, to lead into this. Uh reached out to a few people. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. So uh yeah, people, if you know anyone, you know what I mean, tell tell them to come on board, baby. But uh yeah. Roll on the twentieth of November. Boom. So it all got a little bit crazy the um the other night, right? And none of it makes a lot of sense. It it's really weird. <laughs> so, what happened was um, oh gosh, what's the girl's name? Um, hold. Is it Sinead Cavanaugh? So, she put out a post that fighter, well, the post said this, right? Fighters be willing to take a COVID test. How about a pre-fight drug test? Which, um, yeah. I, Why is that so insane? You know what I mean? It, it is something that makes a hell of a lot of sense. You know, and it's something that I think is definitely missing. You know, so Connor, Sorry, I can only take he um, he responded, right? He retweeted her, and he um, yeah, he responded to the, to the message, right? So he said. It is crazy to think Bellator MMA still do not have a performance-enhancing drug testing system in place, which they don't. It is long overdue time the promotion adopts a reputable testing body in order to keep its clean athletes safe, which you think that's pretty innocuous. Right? There is nothing wrong with that tweet. For some reason, Fabrizio Verdun decided to chime in. Right? So Verdun wrote, Losers always will try to find excuses. Champions work very hard and don't distracted by ants. Chris Cyborg is a living legend. McGregor is a filler. The pooter. Which is just like, what what? Like, what the fuck are you doing? It's the weirdest fucking thing in the world. Like, it makes no sense. Like, why the fuck? Is Vadoom chiming in You know what I mean Like what, what What's happening there <laughs> You know It is crazy And Things then went From there Right so obviously Connor is going to respond To Vadum And um, yeah He did <laughs> He did So he says, huh, I did not mention Chris whatsoever, nothing to do with Chris at all. It is a request to the promotion as a top tier one to up its PED testing program as currently there is zero in place. This is a dangerous business and to take a lax stance here at this level is wrong. Which, yeah, obviously it is wrong. You know, and for anyone to disagree with that shit, it's kind of baffling. Right? So then Vadoom, he's like just ah, it's getting, he just got weird. Right? He, he really got weird. You know, just coming with all these weird, like, accusations. Um. So, he first sent out. Oh, the th- The funny thing is, it was because a girl, 145, that trains at your gym, Sinead Kavanagh, posted a tweet about testing following Cyborg beating her up. Why are you backtrack now? And you just like... Mm, God damn. You know, it's weird. And then he said... Um, yeah, then Vadum said... You do Scarface amounts of coke. You c- you come never popped. You got arrested for showing up naked in a pub. And you are a rapist. What now? Which is to... Balloum is uh, just losing all his senses Losing all his senses Which then McGregor kind of just got him Just got him He was like, actually wait Aren't you currently banned for steroids right now? And got your sentence reduced for ratting other people And also, just recently signed to this promotion I speak of. Whoa, man, fuck you. My lord, what a business this is. And that's the thing, right? So, for anyone to make an issue out of a call for, like, PED testing, you have to kind of wonder, right? Right? Just seems weird. So, Verdú in September 2018, he was meant to be fighting Alexei Olenek. But, he got popped. He got popped by USADA. And, um, yeah, he uh, got suspended for two years for, um, you know, taking Trenbolin. And the the funny thing is, right? He got that reduced because he gave information, which is yeah, a little suspect, little suspect. Which then, then we saw, he then asked for his release from the UFC, and you kind of think. Why is that? Right, we've we've seen a string of fighters who, you know, once Usada came in, their their performance and their physiques drastically changed, and then they kind of left. <laughs> they left the promotion and went somewhere else. I mean, look at Vitor Belfort, right. He he was like ripped. He was ripped. Taking way too much TRT and who knows what else. Blinded Bisbing in an eye, right? But then once um you know you saw it as on his case, we then see Vitor shrink. Literally just shrink. But he is now left right he, he's left the ufc and was it, he's gone to one right i think he's gone to one and he is huge again and you kind of think to yourself hold on a second what's up with that right because it's definitely drugs there's, you, you kind of think to yourself, wait, how is it you are so much bigger now than what you were in the UFC before you left? It's a, yeah, it's a weird one. So, a lot of these organizations out of the UFC, you you have to ask yourself, why aren't you doing drug tests? Now, they're doing drug tests, but it's the traditional... Bullshit drug chests That everyone was able to cheat with ease And, listen The UFC implemented USADA for a reason You know, people like Bellator and One They've got the resources to do a similar thing It doesn't have to be USADA It could be someone else But why aren't you doing that? You know what I mean? That's the big question Why aren't you doing that? Hmm, because we know all of them motherfuckers are taking drugs. Now, nah, n- n- not all of them, right? There's plenty of clean athletes, but I think it's kind of clear the dirty ones and the dirty, the dirty ones we know of, right? Who we've seen their physiolog, physiologically, physiolog thi- hmm, their physiques change. <laughs> Like, we've seen certain people's physiques really change. And that's drugs. I mean, it's not like it's not anything else. Because if it was hard work and training, they'd have been that way through all of their fights post USADA. But they weren't. Which is weird. Right? And the, the, the crazy thing is I remember one saying, Oh, we will never we would never sign Conor McGregor because of his, you know, out of um out of fighting behavior. We don't believe in it. It's not the epitome of what we want to see in fighters, blah 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 blah. But you're fine with drugs. Hmm, it is very weird, and it's dangerous as hell. Right, we've we've seen people get injured. Biz being, lost a fucking eye. Right, this isn't, you know, a a non-contact sport. It's not running. This is you're not hitting a ball. This is people. Throwing at each other Right? You'd think that all of these other organisations Would want it as safe as possible So you have to ask yourself Why wouldn't they? That's the question people That's a goddamn question And I would say The Doom With all of his bullshit All of his bullshit it makes you think I think homie's back on the sauce I think he's back on the sauce And um, he is continuing his Trend of picking on Drastically smaller fighters So uh, yeah Well done for showing your real colours Vadoom. You dirty drug cheat So I would say that you are the Fila da puta, eh? Okay, so the um, you know, got the fights at the weekend, and so uh, yeah, there's the virtual media day, and it's an odd situation. And I think Uriah Hall really, <laughs> man, he really emphasized how weird it was. So um, yeah, he uh, recently did it, and I think what you don't realize when you watch those things, what the fighters are actually seeing. Like I always assumed, they're looking at a huge screen, right? But um, yeah, Uriah made it clear that it is not that way. He was not happy with the whole situation. It's kind of hilarious, right? He he's just sitting there. He's just like, wait, what's what's happening here? Like I can't see anything. Like they're asking me. I can't see them. What's happening? I can't do this. This is weird. Ah mad frustrated and you know it is it, funny it was funny now obviously not funny for him you can see it's been a long day he's frustrated right now one big thing that he does kind of mention in you know he's uh his thing right is his frustration with the media. And how they misconstrue stuff. Now I thought that was a He made a a valid point, a big point, and then it's funny how then the media does not pay attention, does not pay attention to what he just said, because MMA fighting put up a piece about um. Well, they use kind of sound bites which Hall said, and the way they kind of frame it, it it does, it it comes off a lot different to how he actually said it, within the nearly 20 minute media day scrum, which, you know, kinda helps to highlight his fact that the media is fuck Is definitely fuck Ha <sighs> it, It's insane. Right, so um he was obviously he's asked about his um fight with Silver and also there a lot of people kept on asking him about Israel Adesanya. And, um, yeah, he had things to say, right, he had things to say, which, uh, was, um, you know, interesting, and if you've heard Hall talk, right, he said, them. Um, he said kind of similar things before, in a slightly different way, you know what I mean, but it's stuff he said before, so, what MMA fighting wanted, of, you know, they thought it was good to point out, is when Hall said, Adesanya's picking his fights, right? He sees what I see, he sees a hole in these guys, he's already picking um, cannoneer. he's looking for easy fights. Yeah, I said it. And, yes, listen, that that's something, but, Right? Hall did say that after being really fucking frustrated with just bad questions coming at him. Like, he's um talked about the situation previously on UFC Unfiltered, which was definitely, you know, it was a better interview. Right? He was getting better, you know, it was a better rapport, all of that. So... It's easy to soundbite this right and make it uh, more than it really is because you know, I think everyone kind of understands Adesanya isn't really picking fights, right? Adesanya had people pull out of fights, right? He was meant to fight, um, Costa. Costa pulled out, so he we was just like, "All right, I'll fight Romero." You know, it's someone who other people didn't want to fight. Right, that that's who he's called out, and then, you know, asking for Cannoneer isn't really a crazy thing because Cannoneer had been, you know, running through a few people. Right, and he also said that he'd fight Whitaker you know, whoever won that fight, but I think the big thing with the middleweight division, there aren't a whole heap of, like, oh, that guy definitely, you know what I mean, there's not a whole heap of that, there's no one who is kind of standing out as a, just an out and out, yo, that person is the number one contender, you know what I mean? And I, I and so, yeah, who do you then fight in those situations? So asking for a fight, you know, that 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 is a thing. Um <clears throat> Hall, yeah, he also talked about like getting to that point, right? Getting to um a fight with Adesanya, which you know, he's talked about, you know, saying that that would be a good fight. has talked about, you know, the potential of that fight as well. You know, it's definitely something that is out there. It is funny, though, who um, did also say, uh, you know, during his media scrum, um, just about how the fights come about Uh, And, yeah, it it was an odd point, because he kind of then invalidated it, but it is what it is. You know, he said, the way the UFC works, if you do a good job, if you go out there and you talk some shit, if you beat a motherfucker's ass fashionably, you're somebody, um, I'm not going to leave it up to the USC to do that. I'm going to go out there and do what I'm supposed to do. Whatever happens, happens. I know my goals. I know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to wait for them to make a decision for me. Which doesn't really make any sense. As he said, look, if you like the talking trash bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then he's like, if you go out there and have a great performance, right, that can elevate you in the rankings. That can give you a title shot, which we saw with Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns, you know, he wasn't, like, you know, high in that ranking. Like, he'd moved up from a division But he kept on going out and having good performances, which earned him the shot, right? And what Hall's saying is he's going to go out there and have a great performance, which is what he just said. So it's, it's funny, but this is the thing. As I said, Hall, he was having a stressful day, so I kind of feel anything he says... It's it's open. It, you know I me. Mean? You can't hold against him. Cause yeah, it 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 was just crazy. What was interesting though, and it always does baffle me, right? So you had loads of different people come on. They're all asking the same fucking questions, right? They're either all asking the same questions. Or they're saying things like, so um, what's your game plan for Silver? And he's just like, I'm not going to tell you my game plan. And it's just like, wait, why are you asking someone for their fucking game plan? It's so weird. I, I It just, you know. I think what is very evident That there are a lot of people out there Claiming to be journalists Who, um, yeah, aren't very good You know what I mean? Just aren't very good Now, they might have journalist qualifications Right? Or they might not I mean, either way, look, I've seen journalists with qualifications who aren't very good, right? There, there is a creativity to being able to get great answers out of someone. I think um, Chail he talked about it recently on his podcast, saying, look, he's not really an interviewer. He doesn't really have those skills, Right. And he he was like, look, Ariel, he's a good interviewer. He can get great information out of people. I just, yeah, I'm not really that person. You know, I'll have a conversation with someone I don't really know how to interview. And I respected the fuck out of that. Right. Because there is a skill in it. And I I think a lot of people just, some. Yeah, they want to label themselves a journalist when they don't really have the skills to ask a question or even just put together a good fucking article, you know. It's an odd one, but, uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, (laughs) Definitely an interesting day for Uriah Hall. So, um, hey, it's all about Saturday, though, right? We'll see what happens. Okay so uh, yeah it would seem like um a bit of a miss if we didn't talk about the lightweight division right so kabib he um he's retired so yeah that means title is a vacanto now everyone is talking about what's going to happen next who's going to be um in the title fight, all of that jazz, and a lot of people have said, "How about a, a, a tournament?" Ugh. As I say, tournaments, they don't really work, right? I think tournaments only work if they happen in the same night. You now, because remember when they did the um. The flyweight tournament, right? A lot of those fights got delayed because of injury Like Ian McCall got injured, like he broke his hands So there was a big delay in between those fights And we see it with Bellator all the time They had the tournament fights And then you find, oh, one fighter can't then make the next fight So then you either delay it Or you bring someone else in And it just becomes A bit of a mess Like remember the heavyweight Grand Prix that Strikeforce had Daniel Cormier He wasn't in the initial Grand Prix, he was a replacement For someone I forget who But yeah, Poirier I mean Cormier came in as a replacement So that's the issue the the last tournament that i feel worked was um Invictus Phoenix Rising series they work because you know like the the first fights it's just what the first fights are uh, one round isn't it i think and then you go to Two rounds, or then in the next one's right. But the way they work it so, originally at the end of the night, the last fight is three rounds, you know. And it like because you know, you can't fight more than five in a night, the commissions won't allow it, and that makes sense, right? You get that, but it is hard to judge a fight on one round, you know. But that, that's the last lot of tournaments that I feel kind of work And when you look at this current situation with COVID A lot of fights do fall out because of a fighter's got COVID Or their corner's got COVID So imagine trying to do a tournament and then you know, then like the next round, and then someone so that's then not happening. It's it's a mess. It's a mess. And listen, I've I've seen different brackets, right? So some people have talked about a four-man tournament, some an eight, some even a sixteen. And I just think, okay, if you were gonna do anything of it would have to be like a four. But there's anything over. You just think a lot of those fighters, they're not really in contention at the moment. Because I've seen, like, Drew Doba's name in there. But now Dayusha's name in there. And don't get me wrong. Both of those great fighters. Right? And they've had some really good wins of late. But. You have to look at the quality Of the opposition they have faced It's the same with Charles Oliveira He's a name that is You know talked about a lot Because he is currently on um, What a five fight win streak And yeah That's five fight win streak That is good I mean there's nothing to uh, Look down upon with With that But You have to say, no, actually it's seven, yeah, seven, but you you have to look at the people that he's fought, and they're good people, right, they're they're definitely good fighters, but you'd have to kind of look at it and go, do those fighters warrant a title shot, and I, I wouldn't say they do, you know what I mean? Like, he's, um, what, let's have a look. So, Clay Guida, Christos Gigos, Jim Miller, David Taymor, Nick Lentz, Gerard Gordon, and Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee being the, the, the highest ranked, if you're looking at rankings, and the biggest name out of all of those. And yeah like n- look getting seven wins and seven finishes that's definitely all good, but you don't get a title shot off of those names you just don't, and it, like to say, oh, one more fight would get me a title mm, no i would i would I would say with oliveira he he would need two good high-level fights, and then you'd be like, okay, or you'd have to have him fight one high-level, and then shit fall out, right, people, you know, get ill, get injured, whatever, whatever, they need a replacement, and he steps up, that's the only kind of way I, I can kind of see him getting a title shot on his current run, other way, it doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't add up It doesn't make sense Hmm, I know it's, a, it's an odd situation, I get it, you know There's a lot of people Because there are a lot of people who um are in the division And they're great fighters Like Dan Hooker, he's a real good fighter But not quite there, right? Not quite there. And so, you know, like because Hooker, he's what beat um James Vick, our Quinter Paul Felder, though the Paul Felder fight, you know, it was a split decision, and I have to say, I thought Felder won, but then he lost to um Poirier, right? So when you're looking at things like that. You just go, okay, yeah, he's not quite ready. Like, Paul Felder's name, he's been thrown up in the mix. And, again, Felder is a really good fighter. He's had some wars, you know, and his last two victories, as I said, I felt he beat Hooker. And the Mike Perry one, he, it was a late, you know, short notice. He went up a weight class and he broke his arm. You know what I mean? So it's tough. And he's still got a split decision. So you, you'd say that Felder, he's um he's in the mix for sure. He's in the mix. And he beat Charles Oliveira too. But yeah, still hasn't quite fought the people to go, okay, yeah, you get you get a title shot. Sure. You know, it's a tricky one. And you have to think everyone who's involved, right? So Poirier, McGregor, Ferguson, Gaethje they're probably the people that you go, okay, yeah, them. Michael Chandler, his name is up in the mix because he's just come across, he was a Bellator champion. Now, he wasn't a champion when he left the organization, but he he had been, what, a two-time, three-time champion over there. So, he he's of the caliber. But, yeah, you kind of feel that Chandler probably needs a fight before he does that. So, if you were going to do any sort of tournament, it would probably be those four people. You know, Ferguson, Gaethje... Poirier-McGregor And That would mean though The McGregor-Poirier Fight, that doesn't happen Like you you Couldn't have that fight happen in January Because Ferguson and Gaethje Have just fought So it wouldn't make sense to see that fight So quickly So you would have to mix it up Right Have um. You know McGregor fight. Well, you could have him fighting Ferguson because Gaethje Poirier would be a rematch. That could be, you know, that would make sense. Like any of the other fights, matchups would make sense. But then, when would you have then the championship fight? You know what I'm saying. So it all gets messy, especially when you factor in like COVID. You know? And also a big thing, one of those fights might be a war. So the winner could come out with a you know a hundred and eighty day suspension or something crazy like that, which then just fucks everything. So I think the I think you just make one fight for the belt and then you have um you know, you could have an the other two fight and go that whoever wins that is the number one contender. Right then, you put Chandler against one of the other dudes, so you could have Chandler against Oliveira. You know, against Hooker, someone like that to then see where Chandler fits. So I think that's the way that would have to proceed. But that's then the question Who do you make For the championship fight You're kind of Looking at everything Right because You know Poirier is coming off a win It is Dan Hooker It was a great fight no doubt But Does that Does that mean more Than what Tony Ferguson Had done in the division Yo, that's the big thing, and remember, Tony Ferguson stepped in. On um, you know what I mean? Like. He came. He came forward, to to do that fight when a lot of people are like, I don't know if it's safe. You know what I mean? I don't know if we should. I don't know, but Ferguson's just like fuck it. No, let's fight. Let's do it. So you kind of think that Ferguson, after everything that he's done, and the, the fact that all of his fights with Khabib got cancelled for some w- 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 weird reasons, you know what I mean? You, you kind of feel that he is deserving. He is deserving. So, like, could anyone really be mad if you said Ferguson, so it's Ferguson against someone For the belt I don't think you could Right I don't think you could be mad about that But yeah that's the question Who do you do Right you I think Throwing McGregor in there I think it does make sense In a lot of ways And the people have said You know his last fight was at well away But come on him and Saroni are both really lightweights McGregor never weighs 170 And the, the, the only reason And some people are like Oh, is it, you know, what's the reason? Why does he want to fight at 170? Because it just means you don't have to do all the bullshit of cutting weight <laughs> You know what I mean? It, it's just like, if you're going to take a fight And it's not against, you know uh, uh uh, the this person with the belt or someone like that, then you just think i right, what can I what bullshit can I cut out cut out a weight card so yeah, having Connor in that title fight, it does mean that that card is gonna be huge so you understand why Putting McGregor in a title fight makes sense, you know It makes sense, I can see why it would happen And, hey, he's a great fighter You know what I mean, like, people might not like McGregor But you can't deny he's a great fighter For some reason, Charles Oliveira thinks that He's going to be the first person to have McGregor a knockout Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, it's all funny, it's weird But yeah, it's the lightweight division Who will be the next champ? Hmm, I think a lot of people have got money on McGregor Poirier too Just being for the belt But yeah, I do wonder if that fight actually happens now I wouldn't be surprised if we see McGregor against Ferguson or someone else for the belt. you know, I would not be surprised people, but um, yeah, we will see i I think this is all gonna get sorted out pretty soon, you know, I think we will find something out, so um, yeah, let's wait and see. Right. right, let's wait and see. But uh yeah, I've got a feeling people. I've got a feeling it ain't going to be McGregor Poirier. Okay, so the weigh-ins for um yeah, you know, UFC on ESPN are Plus 39. I think it's 39. Uh that's all done now, right? It is all done, and, um, yeah, there was, uh, I guess it was a little drama, right, there was definitely, um, some issues, the weird thing is, there was some shit that happened that everyone's made a, tried to make a big deal out of, before it had actually finished, which made no sense It was so bizarre That I, I was scratching my head Like, what the fuck is everyone talking about? Right? How are you trying to claim something That hasn't actually happened yet? So fucking weird But uh, yeah, let's get into it So Ah, we lost a fight lost a fight which is such an irritation right so um you know Courtney Casey was meant to be fighting Pr- Priscilla Kaerra you know it was a flyweight bout. But uh, Cachoeira was having some weight issues So they'd agreed to move the fight to the, you know, bantamweight Which, you I know mean, just that alone Does kind of make you wonder How fucking heavy was Cachoeira? Right, because if they're saying move it to 135 That's big you know, there's like flyweight's hundred twenty five, so you'd think. Now what happens a lot of times if there are a few over, they might have said, "Okay, it's gonna be a, a hundred thirty pounds." Right, catch weight fight. But to to go hundred and thirty five means, cashier was more than, do you hear know what I mean? More than. 5 pounds heavy Which is Yeah that's concerning But the fight got pulled Because when she was Trying to um, make weight She Hit her head in the bathtub Right so I'm, I'm wondering If she passed out You know something like that <sighs> And That's not the first time That shit's happened Right It's not the first fucking time Which makes you wonder Right So if someone Is so fucked So fucked Right You need to be Literally Putting them in that bath And getting them out of that Don't leave it up to them Because the bath Is going to be mad hot Right? If they're already lightheaded, yeah, someone's gonna fall. You know, and unless there's like that, um, you know, a bath mat or the the bottom of the bath is kind of bumpy, right? You can slip. It's easy to fucking. I have slipped in many a bathtub. Hey, it is not fun, right? So, yeah, people. That's the whole point of a fucking team. Right? To, to ensure that shit like that doesn't happen. Hey, Anyway, right? So that happened. Um, then we have um, a fight between Cole Williams and Jason Witt. So it's a welterweight clash. Well, it was a welterweight clash, okay. So, um, Williams, he missed weight. Yeah, Jason, um, Cole Williams missed weight. Not good. Not good at all. So remember, so welterweight is one hundred and seventy, which means you are allowed to weigh in at one hundred and seventy one. Williams weighed in at 175 and a half. So four and a half fucking pounds over the limit. Wit weighed in at 170 and a half. So wit was fine. but Williams... not good, not good at all. And it's the second time he's done it right, so his last fight, which was against Claudio Silva, he, he, he also weighed in four fucking pounds heavy, not good, so you kind of wonder, what's he doing, right, what the fuck is he doing, because if you've, you, you missed weight that bad the first time, like, your next fight, you'd think that, hey, you're monitoring everything, you're on top of it all, and, yeah, you're not gonna miss. And, listen, I understand, right, Gym, certain gyms are shut, it, you know, it's a weird time right now. Don't take a fight, right, Or or take the fight at another weight class. If you think you're gonna have issues... Don't sign on the dotted fucking line for a weight class. Move up, move down. We've seen fighters fight in different weight classes, right? We've seen flyweights take bantamweight. Um, yeah, bantamweight uh, fights. Yo, we've seen that shit. Because they're just like, right, you know what? It is going to be harder to do it, so I'm going to fight... In the weight class above Do that Because it is not professional To come in at 175 and a half You know Like there's people that miss by half a pound Or a pound And that's a bit like Ugh, It's shit Because you are meant to be making weight But it, it it's not as egregious but when you come in that heavy it does make you wonder right it's what adasanya said to um you know dana at uh UFC 253 is it 253 yeah no it's 253 um the yeah some fighters will come in heavy you know they 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 they've got sponsorships and things like that so giving up twenty percent of their purse, they're like, alright, fuck it, I'll forfeit that. Because you know, a win means that there's st- you know, they still are still in the in the organization. Right? They you don't seem to you don't lose a lot. You know, it's not like you go down the rankings or anything like that. You know, the only thing that you it happens is you can't get a bonus on the night right so yeah some fighters you look at the situation and you think yeah they they didn't really make an effort to make weight because listen if you're having issues you'd imagine that you would weigh in early you'd be one of the first people to weigh in so then you've got The hour is like an hour, two hours To come back before the weighing window finishes To um, actually make weight But people don't do that So, yeah, it's bad But with this, it does make you think um, Williams probably isn't going to be a world going forward You know what I mean? Look We've seen it with a lot of fighters They miss weight A couple of times And the next fight is at the higher weight class You know, they're made to w- Fight at a different weight class Until They can get their shit sorted You know So, um, yeah I am wondering if that's going to happen with Williams You know, or at least a trip to the P.I. Uh, unfortunately that wasn't the only person as well There's Jack Marshman he missed weight for his fight against Sean Strickland Um Yeah You know so that was a widow a widow a middleweight clash um and you know Marshman came in A a pound and a half over So yeah You know So you know Welterweight 185 So you can weigh 186 Marshman weighed 187 And a half Strickland was 185 And a half so he was fine So yeah not good Definitely not Good The fight will go ahead um, but yeah, William, um, sh- Marshman, he has to give up, uh, 20% of his purse, you know, Williams, he's giving up, um, I think Williams is giving up 30%, it might be 40 uh, you know, it definitely, sh- it definitely should be more, definitely, Should be more now. The real crazy situation was Greg Hardy. So, Greg Hardy he weighed in and he was, um, he was a hundred, he was 266 and a half, right? So, the heavyweight limit is 265, right? So 266 is fine It was the half Now What the crazy thing was Because he weighed in He was half a pound heavy So you know He then had an hour to go And make weight But Before that hour is up You saw So many people fucking Posting going Greg Hardy is the first person In history To miss weight At heavyweight And you're like Well he's not You know what I mean He isn't because The hour isn't up So he still hasn't technically missed Weight What the fuck are you talking About it was insane. It made no fucking sense. It's just like you can't talk on this until it's fucking done. You know? But hey, he came back and he made weight. Yeah. You know I mean? He he was 264 and a half. So he lost two pounds. Right? <laughs> so yeah. There is no issue. People. Like, be better. Be fucking better. Oh my god. So Morris Green, he weighed 250. Right? Um, but yeah, that fight is a go. Now, the main event, that was all fine. You're right, Hall was 186. Anderson Silva was 184. Uh, Bryce Mitchell for the co-main, he was 146. And the same with Andre Feely. So yeah. Everything else, hey, that was all fine. Right? So um, shame we lost one, but you know, we we still have uh you know, we still have a good chunk of fights. Right Which is all good So I think we've got 11 fights still So yeah Looking forward to it people Ah, Roll on Saturday Okay people So as we draw to a close Of another episode Let us take a look And see what's happening In the world of fights Well Kevin Holland He's getting a new opponent for um, Saturday night You know Uh, Moradov unfortunately has had to pull out So in step Charlie Ontiveros Who will be making his UFC debut Uh, So also Mike Perry He needs a new fight Because Robbie Lawler has had to pull out Of his upcoming bout With an injury Interestingly enough um, On Remember the show Bilal Muhammad um, He let it out That his fight with Sean Brady Is off Looks like Brady might have an injury So um, Muhammad now He said Hey He'll fight Perry. You know what I mean? So, um, that kind of uh, could sort that situation out, right? So, we'll have to see if um, that happens. And, hey, let's move on to boxing, right? So, on the 20th of November, hey, that's not just. In Victor 43 It is also the night That Mike Tyson And Roy Jones Jr Get it on And uh, It has been revealed That that fight will be taking Place in Los Angeles At the Staples Center So uh, People that That's pretty fun And um, if you checked out the presser recently This is a fight <laughs> This ain't no exhibition But hey, let's be honest Anyone that thought it was going to be an exhibition They're they going to be a bit crazy Because all you have to do is listen to either of those dudes talk And uh, yeah you know that no one is going to be pulling You know what I mean Pulling back on their punches So uh, hey That is that people It's all about Halloween Havoc You know what I mean Silver V Hall So we are looking forward to Saturday night And um Yeah I, feel we got, I think we got some boxing Saturday as well You know what I mean? So there's a few things happening this weekend and um, we'll be talking about them on Monday. So people until then Puppets!